Hello, welcome to RV Small Talk. I am this week's guest. I am meteorologist Avery Tomasco. Thank you for joining us. Nice. <laughs> Love it. That was awesome. In this episode of the RV Small Talk podcast, we all know that uh, the easiest way to talk to anybody is to talk about the weather and shoot the breeze. But what is the weather doing to your travel plans? That's what everybody wants to know. So today we're going to talk to meteorologist Avery Tomasco, and we're going to learn a little bit about, first of all, how to evaluate what's above us and yeah, how to maybe learn a little bit about forecasting. Absolutely. Again, welcome to the RV Small Talk podcast, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people and places that go along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Lindsay. I'm PJ. And I'm Clint. And just a reminder, you can always send us questions to, or comments, questions or comments to questions at rvsmalltalk.com, or just call and leave us a voice message at 512-843-1311. That's 512-843-1311. And we're actually going to answer one of those questions or listen to and do our best to answer one of those questions today in this episode. Ooh, I'm so excited. I love when we get voicemails. It just, it makes me excited. That's right. So if you want to ask a question on the podcast, that's where you leave it. Let's dive in. I'm going to do something. Clint, is this your brother? <clears throat> yeah, I'm so very, many brothers I'm running very... around here. <laughs> okay. PJ and Lindsay, um, I, I pitched an idea to bring a meteorologist onto an RV podcast. And... And y'all kind of had a twitch develop. Well, I, you know, no. I usually catch on pretty quickly, but I have to say I kind of went, okay, Clint, I'm just going to have to trust you on this one. PJ had a twitch. You know me. I'm like, cool, I'm whatever. Go <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Roll with the flow. So I started following a meteorologist during the snow, snow, snowvid, 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 snowpocalypse, snowpocalypse. Yeah, you forgot a P in there. There was a ton of snow, y'all. That that cold alpaca that came through in February. That was loony. Yes. <laughs> that I to wanted to know that alpaca, alpaca's name. I thought that's what I thought. <laughs> so I started following Avery Tomasco, and one reason was because we, I didn't have power. I couldn't get television, nothing. So it was when I could get data for checking on news or social, I looked for information of what we were going through. And I wanted information that worked for me. I am goofy. I like the science of it. Ooh, I like. I think you were just called goofy. Right up my alley. I mean, I, and so <laughs> I got turned on to following Avery Tomasco. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you're in our area, follow Avery Tomasco. But anyways, Avery. Yes. I reached out to you this week and you uh, had nothing better to do. I didn't. Would you kind Welcome. Of, at least for Thursday. We got, <laughs> yeah. we got our one day break from the chaotic weather we've been in for three months. Right. Or more. Right. So yeah. what, what is... 2021 doing what's the deal why that what's the weather is thing? <laughs> a loaded question i don't yeah. know how long these episodes are for but <laughs> i could go on for hours um this year has been looney tunes I, you can't really pinpoint it on any one thing as to why it's been crazy it's just been the perfect storm of the ingredients all come together for mm -hmm. absolute chaos in both winter and now in spring severe weather season i mean we've had weekly hailstorms over baseball size yes. in many locations. So uh, I'm a meteorologist for greater central Texas area. We cover 13 counties and just about every county you look at has had some form of catastrophe. I mean, everyone got right. it in February, right. but even then on flooding, hail, wind. I don't know if y'all heard about uh, Burnett, Bertram. Mm -hmm. Those areas have been hard hit like three times in a row. St. Marcus right. has had like four hailstorms now. Right. So everyone's like, I'm just going to wait to fix my car until later. Right. Insurance <laughs> agencies, roofing companies, dent yes. repair companies. Yep. Storm chasers, the yeah. whole nine yards. We yeah. have had a parade of roof repair people coming through here, yep. wanting to drop off flyers and say hello, see if we'd like a free roof inspection. Mm -hmm. I call State Farm and say, hey, I got a little hail dents on my car. They're like, okay, which time? And I'm like, what? Which the hailstorm? Which catastrophe which one? are you referring to? Which one? Yeah. Uh, I said, well, I was in Round Rock, and they said, doesn't matter. I need to know which hailstorm you're what talking about. Yeah. yeah, that is so crazy. 
It has been crazy. crazy. I got to say, I, so I haven't been doing this for all that long. Um, meteorology started for me back in Abilene, which is crazy too for severe weather. Yes. I've been here for four years. This is by far the the craziest just spring severe weather season we've had, let alone dating back to February, which just is icing on the cake. And this is kind of your hometown. You mm-hmm. grew up in this area. And so you remember enough to go, this is out of the norm. Yep. Severely. I've been here since I was four years old back in 97. So I've seen, you know, a couple decades of weather and I've been obsessed with it all along the way. Mm-hmm. This has been the craziest. I've been through the ice storms, some snowstorms, nothing like this though. Um, especially back in February, that was, three winter storms or four arguably that came through in a row mm-hmm. and we usually don't have those but once every three years in austin right. so we got three or four in a week so why why it, you're supposed to tell us things can of worms why? yeah let's no, do that's, it no, here it comes yes okay I'm, I'm here for this yeah, yeah. <laughs> once we're in the weeds i'll be lost but let's go for the it the fun media word for it is the polar vortex you probably Ooh, heard that I one. I love that. Yes. <laughs> polar it's the vortex. polar jet stream that when it dives towards the south, unleashes that cold air. So it had been bottled up up there all winter long. We didn't really get that cold this winter. It's true. Until what? that what? polar vortex Until. started to get wobbly and waving. We had a little piece of it break down to Texas. Uh-huh. And then that just uh, unleashed the cold air. And it did not move. That polar vortex was right over us. It's set. So not only do we have the extremely cold air at the surface, our coldest temperature in Austin since 1989 officially seven mm-hmm. degrees that tuesday morning but that polar vortex also i'm trying to do it reverse coming down this way so here's texas that polar vortex is just bringing down disturbance after disturbance so it started off with that it started off kind of slow right it was like uh, the weekend or the weekday before valentine's we had a little ice storm and everyone was already freaking out yeah and we had more ice that weekend and at that point I was kind of sounding the alarm. Okay, this is going to be really bad uh, in more than one way, mainly in the temperatures. Temperatures did the worst damage to the entire state of Texas than anything else. But then you put it on six inches of snow, seven mm-hmm. or eight or nine in some spots up here in Williamson County, too. And then you couple that with continued low temperatures, our longest stretch below freezing in Austin's history. It was the perfect storm as far as winter weather events go. It was uh, both the craziest most meteorologically interesting and exhausting week of my life yeah all bundled into one all the good and bad all All the good and bad winter weather is my favorite to forecast because there's so many little intricacies okay uh so many different ways that different precip types can uh influence what actually we experience here at the surface so like one of the craziest mornings was after the big snowstorm we had another big ice storm mm-hmm. where temperatures were like in the low 20s and then heavy rain started, right. which is rain that freezes on contact with the surface. That's a warming process. So it was like in the early morning hours, because I was working the morning show at the time, where that heavy rain was coming down and temperatures were rising. They rose by 10 degrees in just a couple of hours. So there's a lot of different little effects that each little precip event had that made it so interesting. But obviously right. it was chaotic and you know people were freezing having a hard time staying warm, taking drastic measures to do so. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I kept having to kind of breathe, right. calm down, because not only was this meteorologically so interesting, I mean, I was in Candyland as far as weather is concerned, uh, but it was also so devastating. Right. I mean, I had right. friends and family going through right. the worst weeks of their lives. And this is um, including every flooding event we've had, mm-hmm. Hurricane Harvey, you name it. This was worse than a mall. This is this is kind of what I think of anyone who deals in in the sciences and all that. You're you potentially could find yourself in a season where you're studying something catastrophic, mm-hmm. and you can't turn your eyes away because of the interesting nature of it. But mm-hmm. you, but it's so hard to report on it because of the damaging nature of it. Right. And so you're torn because internally, this is amazing and horrifying. Yeah. So just. I mean, personally, it's Jurassic Park. It was. So <laughs> I was telling Clint about this before we uh, we started the the podcast and the way this broke down. So CBS Austin, uh, we have three meteorologists, one of the smallest teams in Central Texas, but we make do with it. Uh, that Sunday night, February 14th, the day when everything started to crash down, uh, including snow and temperatures. I got a call that morning from my news director that said, Nicole's in labor. I need you to take over for her on the mornings so i'd already been working for four days and so 33 percent of our team is now out for the count Uh as we are just getting into the biggest event that any of us will ever cover uh so i sat there in bed i kind of rolled my head back i laughed i told my (laughs) wife 
she just goes, oh, my God, you're <laughs> kidding, because she knew that was going to be uh, the end of my youth. Yeah. I mm-hmm. aged about 15 years that week. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take a pillow and a blanket so you could sleep so at that a was, desk? That was what a lot of people had to do. Yeah. Um, we got, we're a new stage and we have to keep going. We're on in some capacity 24 hours a day, whether it's you know streaming programming or whether we're on the news. Mm-hmm. So there are people that literally came to the station and slept there for three or four nights until the roads were good to drive again. Um, I was, I'm fortunate. I live less than a mile down the road. I was able to get to and fro in a Jeep because my wife loves Jeeps. And mm-hmm. finally, I get on her so much because I say that that car is too big for you. She likes to play bumper cars and run into things. But that Jeep <laughs> came in handy. It got me to work and back. Can't wait the to share thing. this episode with her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she won't listen to this part. <laughs> <laughs> I control the doubt. So do you, I mean, do you have an outdoor background? Do you do outdoor? I think I've seen some outdoor paddle, stand up paddle boarding or something like that. I what do you do? I don't have an extensive outdoor background, but I do love the outdoors. We'll um, fix this because yes. do, do we need to introduce you, <laughs> you to RVing? And I've camping. been here for I've been here for an hour, and you're already trying to sell me an RV. Yes. No, I'm not selling it to you. I'm well, introducing maybe, maybe you invite to the lifestyle. You along. Okay, yeah. I I've been camping plenty of times, especially with my family. Mm-hmm. I love outdoors. I mean, we got we got we're spoiled with some good outdoor stuff here in Central mm-hmm. Texas. So, um, and I got a dog who's hyperactive and likes to go outside. So we do all the nature it. trails whenever we can go to you the have creeks. a Jack Russell. You seem like a Jack Russell guy. You know, he's got a little Jack Russell in him. <laughs> Dang mom. Yeah, don't you think? Come I on. Mean, she's right. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> she's always that right, exactly. by the way. <laughs> and his name is Jack. Ah. So, yes. Jack's a not a Jack Russell. Or only a little Jack a Russell. A little Jack Russell. Jack the According little, to those DNA tests. The not a Jack Russell. And who knows how good those are. Really? You did a DNA test on your dog. I mean, I realize we're turning left here. So my sister what? did one on her dog. My sister has a dog <sighs> that is my dog's brother. Okay. I'm so glad you and Clint know each other. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I'm looking at him most of the time? Talking about all the nerdy stuff. Mom, the, we're not even here. Yes, I know. Why am I here? I'm seeing myself, but with a burly beard. <laughs> here, I'll just give you half of it. A great beard, okay. by the way. Thank you. You have more than enough to spare. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to push it off on Paul over there. Anywho, anywho. So, so uh, if you if you ever got the time, because I imagine your uh, schedule dealing with news cycle and particularly with the weather, you are always tuned in and you're always somewhat on call. Unless it's the summer when it's just 100 degrees for three weeks straight. Oh, is that? And no one <laughs> wants to hear the weather. No I always, one cares. Okay, I always thought it was funny, like watching the weather in it's summer like, in Texas. What it's do like, you say? Wait, your job is super easy, dude. You just say <laughs> it's hot. I got to tell you, it's actually much harder to do my job in the summer because you're having to find ways to stay interesting. That's when what it's I was going to say. How do you do that? Yeah. So when it's February or March or April or May this year, when we've got a severe storm. You've threat, got things to talk about. I've got a lot. The weather writes itself. Yeah. So I always kind of dread the summer in one way or another because I have to find ways to stay relevant. Okay. So what's your most creative way to, f- to be relevant when you're telling somebody that for the third week in a row, it's just going to be 105. Talk about the lakes. People love yes. to talk about the lake. Wow. It's really true. People love talking mm-hmm. about lake levels. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> and, and this is especially a hot topic. I don't want to go too deep into this because, How again, it's something I could talk have? about. It's something that I could talk about for, again, like a couple hours. But uh, Lake Travis, big body of water. Mm-hmm. People got houseboats on there, lake boats, um, and the water keeps dropping and dropping, dropping. Right. It's not supposed to be full all the time. They built it as a flood storage reservoir back in the 50s. Um, but people still get really irate when the water level is dropping. And then the LCRA, which governs Mansfield Dam, has to release water downstream right. because then the water drops even farther. So the LCRA has the burden of having to take water from Lake Travis and send it downstream the Colorado River because there's folks in southeast Texas that need water, that need that water, right. uh, especially there's rice farmers down there, other customers, as they will refer, mm-hmm. refer to them as. Um, so something that's interesting that's going to be happening is they're building a new reservoir down towards southeast Texas okay. to try to hold some of that water and ease the strain on Lake Travis. So that'll be something to talk about this summer when okay. it's 110 degrees for three weeks straight. Who knows what will happen this Woo-hoo. year after everything we've been through. We'll probably go through our biggest heat wave ever. Do you, do you, Shut your face. Uh, it, is, it is too too early to put this on you, but is 2021 going to remain super interesting from a weather like 
like we've dealt with so far. Are there any other vortexes up there? Hot ones, cold ones. <laughs> El Nino. I mean, hurricane vortexes. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. So we're about to get into hurricane season. Mm-hmm. It officially starts June 1st, but uh, even, you know, what's, it, what's today? The 20th? We can get tropical storms and hurricanes in the Gulf right now. This okay. is actually a hot time for the Gulf of Mexico. So as soon as we put our crazy spring severe weather season behind us, we go right into hurricane season and we know how bad that can be. Last year was terrible. Very, very active. One of the most active in history. Uh, I think eight major hurricanes. They upgraded one after the fact. Um, so Louisiana took the brunt of that. Thank goodness, because Texas, you know, doesn't need any more of that, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Well, neither does Louisiana. Neither Let's do be they. fair. It was Come awful. On. Yeah, but they they got like three major hurricanes. They're really good at throwing parties when a hurricane comes in. So they are they make better the best partiers than we are. They make That's the best of it. For sure. so That's for sure. We have a lot to well, learn. Okay. Yeah. What what are we doing right now with this El Nino La Nina thing? Is that La the Nina story is right gone? Now? Okay. La Nina is no more. She she exited. Aww. She gone. Okay. So hit the road, Jack. Sign don't come back. Uh, La Nina typically means that we have a more active hurricane season. I believe. Oops. I always get them mixed up. I know El Nino gives us more active weather in the springtime, especially. Mm-hmm. Like think back to the uh, 2015 floods. That was a big El Nino year, um, flooding everywhere, especially in Austin. This is kind of like a neutral year, so we're kind of in between. But uh, El Nino would also typically increase wind shear in the Atlantic Basin. Wind shear is a change of wind speed and wind direction with height. Hurricanes don't like that because that tears them apart as they're trying to get their spin going and get yeah. thunderstorms bubbling yeah. up. So if we're in a neutral year where there's no La Nina or El Nino, call it normal. But with the way that the ocean temperatures have been warming recently, especially in the Gulf of Mexico, you're seeing more intense hurricanes even in a more El Nino pattern. Interesting. I just I just had a thought of like hurricanes having emotions now. They don't like that. Well, they have names. And it tears them apart. Well, we, and it's just like... <laughs> like yeah, it doesn't help that we give them names. Poor hurricanes. Poor it's kind of like the bank robber had a sad day. You what? know? Yeah. So what are you not, talking about? Not a fan of hurricanes. So oh. if they get a little unhappy. Mm-hmm. I know, but I just pictured like, right a hurricane that. and like it just sad face. They Ooh. do make faces sometimes <laughs> yeah. on satellite. Yeah. Uh, well, we what, personify about, them. what about the rest of the country? Because... We've talked about Texas having all this crazy weather. Mm-hmm. Has the rest of the country had this crazy of weather? The Deep South has had a Looney Tunes tornado season. Um, they've had like, I think, two already high risk severe weather days, which are rare. Those are formal outlooks issued by the Storm Prediction Center. They've already had two high risk days. Um, so the Deep South has been hit hard. Lake Charles just this week getting 18 inches of rainfall with widespread flooding. Um I mean, take your take your geographic point and you can find uh, some form of disaster just about everywhere you look. Um, So where do I go to escape it all? Where's the safest place for me to head in the the desert southwest where they've had almost nothing. But that's creating another little disaster because they're in a big old drought and wildfire seasons coming up. Mm. Like Arizona, Mm -hmm. Southern California. Drive west until you escape the clouds. Really? I'll get you there. Uh, I think that's where we will be bring water. Yeah. Bring water. <laughs> Bring Maybe water. water a few plants along the way. They need it. Yeah. If wow. you were traveling, let's say you managed to get some time off. Like mm-hmm. Hypothetical. You're traveling, got yourself an RV. You're, you're hitting the road with family and whatnot. If you were going to head anywhere in the U.S. just for interesting weather. I'm not saying the catastrophic float your boat kind of thing, mm-hmm. but um, interesting weather. I've been wanting to go to the desert southwest so road uh-huh. trip from here through new mexico uh-huh. um arizona what's the other one down there My that's the other one <laughs> nevada nevada yeah. yeah so i've been wanting to go that direct i'm really good at texas geography but if you ask me about any other state i'm kind of useless but i want to go that direction for a couple of reasons one because the weather's less chaotic mm-hmm. and i just need a break uh uh-huh. i just need a weather break i need a weather break even meteorologists need they'll need those every now and sure then. As much as we love it, it's uh, also good to have a break. And also the summer monsoon. Um, you can get some really incredible views over the the mountains of the Rockies over there okay. with storms flaring up. You can get some big old downbursts that are really picturesque. There are some yeah. really famous videos and pictures from Desert Southwest of monsoon season. So I would love to go there. That'd be fun. Are you I a think photographer we're going to. as well? Would you be out there with your camera to capture it? Yeah, of course. Cool. Um, because 
part of my job is social media. Yes. And what do people like on social media? Pictures. It's videos. true. 100%. It's true. So I do love the outdoors. Obviously, you kind of have to if you're a meteorologist. So I feel like Desert Southwest would be really cool. Yeah. And I haven't been. Okay. I have another question. Go on. <laughs> do you? I, <laughs> I do. So we're talking about tornadoes and downpours and crazy weather. Where were you when you put these things in the air for a tornado? Put what in the air? What are you talking about? This what thing down here. Talking? Launching weather balloons. Weather balloons. Out of the back of a Dodge Caravan. Whoa, you really did your research. No, that's the nerd in the crew. You, you really went back. That. One of the nerds. Was that a Google search? Uh, that is actually on, I believe, your profile on the weather, the, the station's profile. The oh. station is pushing it. Okay, so I set myself up here. Yeah. Because I made that profile for myself. They're like, write a... Pro promotional profile for you. Okay, so I'm glad that's in there. Um, <laughs> so where was so, that? So what, that was in Texas. That was it was in Texas. Um, so we're talking about weather balloons here. Weather balloons are a critical piece of uh, data that we can get, where you get a sample of the entire atmosphere. Because when you're talking about thunderstorms that develop, you know, up to 40, 50, 60 thousand feet in the atmosphere, you gotta know what the winds are doing up there, what the temperatures are doing to know if this thing's gonna spin up, produce a tornado. So yeah, in 20, I believe it was 2015, I was part of a, a mesoscale predictability experiment, which was done through, I forget the overall entity, but basically I got to go with my professor and another guy, we had a Dodge Caravan, we got to launch weather balloons out of it into supercell thunderstorms. It was awesome. Yeah. It was one of the coolest things. Were um, you scared? I wasn't scared I okay. was, because the fun thing about weather, it is scary and can be. But if you know what you're looking at, which is why I always try to educate on air. Uh -huh. If you know what you're looking at on radar outside, there's a lot of signs that Mother Nature can give you of whether or not you should be scared. That was that's going to come that, up. That's that. Yeah, that that's was my question questions. is okay, like good. when people, you know, people listening are usually campers and stuff. So. We all know dark clouds means rain and mm -hmm. things like that. But I mean, is there anything else we can look for for like this is going to be bad if somebody's out there yeah. camping? Weather, weather predicting 101. For oh, there's plenty. Here. I remember so, because yeah. in, a, in a trailer, it always feels dangerous. Oh, right. Yeah, because you're at the you're you, you're living in a big box that's relatively light mm -hmm. with a high mm -hmm. surface. So area how do you know it's like going from just like a thunderstorm to I need to leave? There are several things you can look for so obviously i think being being in an rv the biggest concern is winds because you can get tipped over even if it's not a tornado mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we get reports of you know rvs tipping over uh which can be obviously very hazardous if you're inside of one. <laughs> i mean so, that's it's scary. not ideal <laughs> so, that's scary so if we have like a squall line coming through where it's like a big line of thunderstorms racing from west to east as they typically do uh, those can produce a lot of wind and one thing you'll see out of out ahead of that wind is something called a shelf cloud where it looks like a, a cloud is descending lower to the surface, but it's also kind of rolling up as that colder air is cruising in at the surface. Uh -huh. Am I making sense? I'm getting some. Yeah. It's fine. This Lindsay's is just how my face looks. looks. I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to follow the a shelf cloud. We'll put pictures up face. in the podcast notes of okay. a shelf cloud. You guys want to see what a shelf cloud looks like? If you're I looking do. at a cloud and you're, you're, you're trying to describe it and you're like, you know it what? It looks like a it's shelf. It's kind of shelf-like. It looks like <laughs> I could put something on that. Yeah, cloud. and there's a little bit of space underneath it. It's kind yes. of, yeah. It would look great in a living room. <laughs> it, epic, actually. Mm -hmm. That shelf needs to go just a little higher. Oh, my goodness. So if you see that racing towards you, you're kind of in trouble, or you could be in now, an RV. Now, is that especially a shelf if underneath the clouds? Or it, is it the whole cloud is It's a called shelf. a shelf cloud because it's, it's long horizontally, and uh -huh. it descends a little bit lower to the surface than anything else. You'll know it when you see it. Because it it's not like a normal cloud. And it's very organized, too. They can be. And so when you see that, that means the rain-cooled air is racing down towards the surface and out ahead of the storm oh, very quickly. I know that wind. And you're that, about that to push, get that crazy you're wind. In it and that wind hits. You're like, but the clouds are over there. That wind's already hit you. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. that's played a big factor. I forget which state it was in. I think Iowa. It's kind of a famous event where there was um, a big thunderstorm complex like a couple few miles away mm -hmm. and there was this outdoor event with a big stage that kind of a music venue and they were not prepared for that wind that came out ahead of the storms and it knocked over a stage All some people were killed rigging. and many others yeah. were injured so that can sneak up on you before even you're looking at radar which has your little gps on it says i'm here storms over there 
you can still be getting that wind big time. So wow. okay. that's one of okay. the big telltale signs is a shelf cloud. Sometimes okay. they don't happen with the storm. Just depends on the way the atmosphere is set up. But that's a big warning sign. Okay. Got another yeah. one. I see awnings uh, in danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you won't know it's coming. Yeah. Umbrellas, You'll awnings. say, I got a little more time because the cloud's not here yet. Mm-hmm. But the wind is back here. In. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> wall cloud. Wall what cloud. is a wall cloud? Heard of is wall the shelf cloud. on the wall? The shelf is on the wall. <laughs> and beneath the shelf is, is a, a tornado. Is there a chair cloud? <laughs> Put a bird on it. Put a bird on it. <laughs> There's a name for just about any cloud that can go into a living room. Wall cloud is the, the precursor to a tornado. So if you see like a big old rotating storm come through, and we've had tons of those this year. Yeah. Uh, just this season in Central Texas. Um, if a tornado is going to form, you're usually going to see a wall cloud happen first, which is kind of a larger... This uh, descending cloud that rotates mm-hmm. pretty quickly. It's pretty noticeable. And then beneath that, you'll see a little thunder cloud come down and then eventually it could turn into a tornado. That's another big one for RVs. If you're in a tornado and you're in an RV, you do not want to be in your RV. So that's one of the things we say on television. If there's a tornado warning, one of the things I'll say is if you're in an RV, you need to leave. If you are in a mobile home, you got to get out of that. Mm-hmm. You're better off face down in a ditch than in an RV. Wow, when a tornado's you're better through. face down in a ditch than in an RV during a tornado. Because if you're in an RV and a tornado hits or a mobile home, you're not only subject to what the tornado's doing, but you're putting yourself literally in a In the middle of a metal box with all this of stuff. Shrapnel, and, yeah. Two by fours, wood, that makes right. metal. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's, that's, a, that's a surefire way to get in a lot of trouble if you're in, in an RV when a tornado hits. So we'll say try to... Get into a vehicle, get yourself to the nearest sturdy shelter, be it a gas station, something with an interior room, um, because people who are caught in RVs and tornadoes that aren't prepared, it can be mm. um, almost guaranteed mm-hmm. that something bad will happen to them. Okay. So, Not to get too dark. Yeah, well, I, I would go back to decorating the living room <laughs> with clouds. With our shelves and our <laughs> tornadoes. I would never have thought of getting out of the RV and into a ditch. Mm-hmm. So I would never have thought that. What if there's no ditch? Are you better off just on the flat ground? Any low-lying area you can find, face down. Yeah. And then just cover your cover head. Cover your head. I remember doing that in school. I mean, that would be mm-hmm. like the absolute the bomb. worst case Same. scenario. Like, if you have no other options. Yeah. But but a lot of these parks, like uh, Corps of Engineers, will have a real sturdy bathroom. They yeah. have a cinder block bathroom. Kind of a yeah. pseudo storm shelter. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense. But yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting to know. Better off in the open than in yes. your RV. Any other signs to look for for bad weather? Sometimes if there's a big hailstorm coming, uh-huh. you can see the clouds take on a green tint. Have you ever seen that before? I've, all, I've associated that with tornado type weather and oftentimes tornado weather and hail weather supercells are, are together. They're all under the same category of supercells, which, okay. is, which is your ordinary storm, but rotating. Okay. And, and is there a reason for the green hue? It's the way the ice reflects, refracts, excuse me, sunlight. Uh-huh. Uh, so... Light will bend different ways through different mm-hmm. materials, and sometimes you can get a green hue when that light's shining through ice, okay. which is what hail is. Just a whole lot of it in a storm. All right. If I may, Sam, when we told her that you were coming, uh, had all these questions. She totally wanted to She ask. geeked out a little so, bit. So um, we're going to eat up your time here in a little while. Hit me. But what about the orange-tinted clouds? Do they have any significance? Kind of a orange or reddish kind of hue? Are you talking about closer to sunrise or sunset? Uh, this is her bringing it up. You know, she was asking which one means a tornado. And I said, I'm pretty sure it's the green. But she was like, are you sure? And I said, no, that's why I have So it. often, no. so she may be referring to it's just the fact that most times uh, on big severe weather days, you've got storms that flare up in the afternoon and then continue into the evening. Mm-hmm. What happens in the evening? Sunset. Uh, when you have the sun lower on the horizon, the light coming through the atmosphere, more of the blue light is filtered out through our atmosphere. Yeah. That's why the sky is blue, by the way, mm-hmm. is that sunshine hits nitrogen in our atmosphere and that causes the blue light to scatter, which makes the sky look blue. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have the sun lower on the horizon, it's having to go through more nitrogen. So more of that blue is being filtered out. So you get more deeper reds and oranges at sunset and sunrise. Okay. So is there any other color of clouds that means anything that's not sunrise or sunset? But like the green clouds, like like those uh, kind of you hear about the sailor red red sky, red sky at morning, sailor take warning. I think that's the one. Okay. So that just refers to the way our atmosphere 
flows and the way storm systems flow, which is west to east, which for y'all looking at me is this way. Because <laughs> I'm across the table from you. So when you have clouds coming in from the west going towards the east, the sun rises in the east, it will illuminate those clouds and make them look red. And usually if you see clouds coming in from the west, usually they're upper level clouds. That's a sign that there's a storm system out there trying to spin some activity your way eventually. So that's why you say sailor takes a warning whenever he sees red sky at morning, because that means there's a storm system on the way. If it's now moving out of your way, sun sets in the west, uh -huh. illuminates those clouds, makes them red. Yeah. What's the saying? Red sky at morning, sailor take warning. Red sky at night, sailor's delight. That's there the one. Is. There it is. Yep. So if you see those red skies at night, that means the storm system's moving away. You're about to have clear skies for a while. Oh, that that is. I've literally it, never heard that never. before. <laughs> and, it, and it actually holds pretty true. It can. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, this year in yes. Texas, <laughs> yes. where the worst happens in every scenario, <laughs> as I have learned. You can count on it. <laughs> yes. So um, is uh, is Twister your favorite movie? We're already jumping to favorite movie. I was nervous about this question. Say yeah, just say yes. Because like, this why? gentleman standing away from the table <laughs> said, we're going to be surprised if it's not a weather movie. It is a science movie. I actually watched this last night. Arrival. Have y'all seen Arrival? No. Haha, I'm getting a nod from the guy that was going to judge me most. But it's not <laughs> Twister? <laughs> it's not Twister. So I like Twister because while a lot of it is really inaccurate meteorologically, there is a lot that holds true. Like, Tying yourself to a pipe in the ground <laughs> next to a house. That's a love story. <laughs> with a really good leather that's belt. That's trying yeah. to suck you up, but you're holding on to the belt and there's shrapnel flying all around you, but you're not dying. No, Doesn't you're make fine. Any sense. Yeah, they yeah. were just fine. The love kept them alive. It really did. <laughs> <laughs> that was their shield. Okay, but what about Day After Tomorrow? Another really good movie that I love to watch, <laughs> but is so inaccurate. Um, there's, there's a lot that's funny with that movie. Sharknado? Sharknado is a classic. <laughs> yeah. That that movie's extremely accurate. I was about to say, we're gonna yeah. talk about accuracy. Okay. Yeah, no. that's that's the next uh, pandemic. Obviously, you've you've probably had nightmares of Groundhog Day. I haven't. I no? like Groundhog Day. <laughs> Especially if it's with a snow event that is not catastrophic. Because uh, yeah. I love snow. So if I could relive that every day, it wouldn't be too bad. All right. If you I, love snow, you're in the wrong place. I am. Yeah. But I love Texas. So it's a it's a love-hate thing. I love Ooh. Texas, but we don't get snow that often. But when we do, apparently, it's, it's the end of the world. Horrible. Mm -hmm. As we know it. Yeah. We got uh, we got two snowstorms this year. The first one in January, everyone was happy. It, it was happened beautiful. on a weekend. It was like a Sunday. It was beautiful. I was able to say, look at all this snow coming down. Enjoy it with your family because yes. it, it would fall. It would melt on contact. It'll be gone soon. Yeah, yeah. It'll be gone soon. So <laughs> you, you got 20 minutes. <laughs> Stay up late. Past your bedtime, kids, because it's going to be gone tomorrow. But then we got February and that was here for four days yes which was just chaotic um so love hate again winter weather's fun it can be especially from a science perspective but it can also really snarl texans and their ability to do anything because yep. we're just not prepared for it yep. can you answer a question for me i recently saw a thing on social media that said like when you say there's a rainfall percentage chance it doesn't actually mean what everybody thinks it means. Yeah, what is rainfall well, you just What do y'all think it clear means? Clear this up. No, I don't want to <laughs> do this. Okay. I don't like this game. I want to go around the table. I, I tell you what I think it means. I think it means nobody really knows, so I am really it's always on my accurate. own. Okay. No, okay. I think it means if if uh, if it, there's a 100% chance of rain, then it's definitely going to rain. Then it should be raining right now. Then what does a 50% so, chance mean to you? It means like maybe like you flip a coin if it's gonna rain i okay. think it's uh in a certain area how much of that area can expect ding, precipitation. Ding, 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 ding. Oh. my whole life my whole life yes you've been lied to no or i was just an idiot and didn't figure it out. No. i'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt <laughs> thank you i think you were lied to uh so big, yeah okay wait 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 yeah wait 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 yeah so Red when light. they say there's a 25% chance of rain, it doesn't mean there's a 25% chance that it's going to rain. I feel like this table's about to be flipped. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset, okay? You need a wall and a shelf. I need a donut. <laughs> Lindsay, just put a bird on it. Put bird on it. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Explain. So, yes, Clint nailed it. It's uh, the percent of the area 
that we think is going to get rain. I kind of also blend it, especially if it's more than a few days out with my confidence in that happening. So like, let's say. So you kind of so, just guess. Yeah. Yeah, you that's guess. It. But like so his guess is guess, better than our guess. And I keep getting paid. It's I just an incredible wanna, job. I, we have always thought that was true. Yeah. That's my uh, my least favorite joke on Twitter. Oh, you uh, you just get to guess and you're wrong. You still get to keep job. Hardy har. Never heard that I one. Know, like eighteen hundred times. Excuse Eight. me while I belly laugh at your joke. <laughs> How because it's I mean, it's kind of easy to if, if somebody's throwing out a 50 percent rain chance. Oh, OK, so it's it could rain or it couldn't rain, but he's still right either way. That's if we think it's 50 percent right. of the area. How do we know which 50 percent of the area? Like, are you just saying 50 like this so, half? So I cover I cover 13 counties specifically in central Texas. So if I say about 50 percent of you will see storms, there could be 50 percent of a county. 50% of the overall area where it's a higher chance off towards the west. But you understand, that, you understand that that is absolutely no help to me. Well, when you, you say that's why you 50% watch. of 13 counties might get rain. 50% of the area of 13 counties could get rain. But so like, what else? Only, only on his station, rain. there's 13 counties. On another station, it could be another n- number of counties, oh, yeah. right? There's, there's some, I mean, there's... So uh, it changes. Yeah. This is, I'm so angry. So <laughs> like, on. one I'm thing... so confused. <laughs> so I always try to differentiate <laughs> which area is going to have a higher chance. So like, today, Thank no you, rain. Thank you, Andrew. You're welcome. Yeah. Now. <laughs> like, tomorrow, Backpedal. I would say about a 50% chance of some rain but a higher likelihood of more of you getting rain off towards the east. Which lowers my chance of getting rain. It could. It's not an exact science. Really? <laughs> Again, I'm just guessing. They I still use get balloons and shells and walls. <laughs> I actually have a crystal ball that I consult. I was about to say, do you feel like a fortune Tarot teller? Cards. I don't feel like a fortune teller. I feel like... It's kind of fun because I feel like I can see into the future. Yeah. I can know that somebody's going to get impacted by something. And that's something you can't really say about much else. Um, It is also very challenging, especially this week. We've had rain and storms around. Yeah. But it has been a super complicated forecast because it's not like one big storm system sweeping through. It's a lot of little storms playing with other storms, creating new storms, Mm -hmm. killing other storms. (laughs) It's a playground of storms. They're all playing dodgeball. Yes. And I, I'm, I continue to age rapidly. <laughs> so what, it, what is Twitter. it? You said something about social media earlier. How is it like do people just get mad at you when you're wrong or just. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I mean, like, how do you. You're just like, well, so I'm smarter than you. Like, I, what do you say to that? I estimate the weather. I predict the weather. I don't make the weather. Every <laughs> once in a while, I will have a huge bust on a forecast. I think back to it was our last year, the year before we were in a big old drought. And we needed rain and we were looking at a tropical wave coming in off the Gulf that looked like it was going to behave, give us good widespread soaking of rain. I was like, lock it in, y'all get ready to turn off your sprinklers. We're getting this. And then it spun up into tropical storm Imelda, which concentrated all the moisture and put it off towards Houston and East Texas. We barely got a drop. And so I had to every once in a while we have those big busts. I will try to fess up and be like, all right, uh, (laughs) we didn't do so good on this one. Here's why. Um, so I, I think the context and the science behind it helps people understand what we're up against because we can we can say some things with certainty, but nothing's ever a hundred percent certain. Yeah, Especially, and- I mean, there's so many little little things that can change for Joe Schmo in East Texas versus Clint in Austin, right. or in Round Rock. So right, and people do get so worked up because it's like the difference between their weekend plans mm-hmm. or what they're gonna do with their plants or. And I, I get the frustration. I yeah. mean, I've got I've got um, people that follow me on social media that have farms that are yeah. wanting to know when they can go out and work the field. Is it right. gonna be too muddy? Is it gonna rain? Are they not gonna be able to? Are they gonna need to water? Right. Blah blah blah. When do I, I mean, set list goes fertilizer on. out? When do yeah. I do spraying of any kind? Right. Absolutely. So it's uh, weather's a beast, and it can either make or break somebody's day or weekend. We're never going to please everyone, mm-hmm. but we're pretty good at, at being as accurate as we can be, so that everyone kind of knows what to expect generally. So Sometimes there's surprises, but growing up, did you have any kind of traumatic uh, event where you were constantly sent to school in the wrong outfit because your parents just didn't check the weather? <laughs> I do that to my kids every day. 
they're gonna <laughs> we may find out that this is how you make me i turn on the news i stare at the meteorologist and i'm like liar and then i just put my kids in whatever outfits and send them to school yeah whatever they want to be in fine i'm just kidding mm-hmm. they're indoors most let them time. suffer the consequences my, <laughs> my kids won't let me dress them <laughs> you see my daughter wears one cowboy boot and one rain boot and a dress and two school and a and a winter hat and why not to school. that sounds perfect yeah She's ready for everything. everything. (laughs) Just hop on one foot. So did you you, uh, have this experience? Do you still do this? Do you still walk out the door wrong? No. Do you walk out the door (laughs) wrong? That would be bad PR if I wore the wrong thing and wasn't expecting the weather we got. Do you keep changes of clothes at work so you can put on the sweater? I have emergency outfits, but not for the weather. (laughs) It's for like if I'm a klutz and I spill coffee on my shirt. And I've got an emergency shirt and an emergency tie. That's it, though. Um, In my in my childhood, it was never the weather that dictated my clothing. I used to have to have an extra shirt, and this may be weird, probably TMI. But we had we had we had terrible cats. We had cats that were just bullies. So sometimes they would seek out clean laundry, Mm -hmm. do their biz, (gasps) and I would get to school, and I would be like, "What is that smell?" And it was often the cat being a bully. So I'd have to have an extra shirt at school just in case. So it was never the weather. It's all cats. (laughs) I remember when I had babies and I kept an extra shirt Mm -hmm. in my car because I would get to work and they would say, what is that running down your back? What is? Oh, yes. What is that substance? Oh, didn't notice that one. (laughs) Some Mm -hmm. Lindsay gave you. It's always good to be prepared. Oops. (laughs) So is being a meteorologist as fun as it seems like it is? Because it seems like you have a lot of fun. I do have a lot of fun. So I'm blessed at at CBS Austin to where my news director, who kind of runs the the news side and the weather side of things, trust me. He says, go do what you do. Uh, Be creative. Make some stories, uh, make graphics, all that jazz. I'm really big into graphics because obviously weather is a very visual thing. Mm -hmm. So in order to help portray the story, I make as many graphics as I can. I try to make them as intricately as possible. Um, So in that regard, I love it. I get to tell the story I want every day the way I want to say it. And the weather in Texas always gives me more material to talk about. So I do love my job. I don't have a job because I'm just going to do what I love every day. And they happen to pay me for it, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, a nice bonus. Woo-hoo. So it is it's also especially this year, probably for the first time in my career, which, again, only dates back uh, six years or so now for the first time in my career. I really felt the weight of my responsibility uh-huh. like uh-huh. in February um, because everyone was suffering one way or another. Everyone had something, whether it be a small issue or a big issue. I was getting messages from people that were saying, uh, hey, Avery. Yikes. Um, my boyfriend just slipped and broke his arm. We can't get to the hospital. What do we do? They're asking, oh my goodness. They're, they're asking, they're asking me for advice. Yeah. Um, they're asking the weatherman. They're asking the weatherman because they're they're looking for some because way. Because it's a connection, yeah. Because everyone has has some sort of strife going on. And when there's a big disaster like that, city services are stretched thin. They eventually switch to with the ambulances um, to only traveling to the nearest hospital versus your preferred hospital. Some cases they weren't able to get to you. So there's people trying to find info and Facebook, Twitter, it makes it easy to hit a message. Ask right. the ask the guy that's been talking about it for days now. Right. So that was a strange responsibility and uh, like an emotional one that I wasn't really expecting in my career just to have days on days of people trying to survive. Ah, oh, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough, um, you know, and then we see stories about people trying to stay warm and getting carbon monoxide poisoning oh. or setting their homes on fire. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know at what point in my career or what context it would come in where I, I felt this this sort of burden. It ended up being February 2021. Yeah. The, right. One of the worst things we've ever been with. Not to get too dark on us, but that is kind of the dark side of this 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 career is that you kind of absorb the the trauma that that some of your viewers that are trusting you and experience. i imagine maybe even more so because of the connectedness through social nowadays mm-hmm. it's interesting how social has become a a necessary part mm-hmm. of the job and i've got yeah. i've got i doubled my follower count which was i guess a good thing during this the snowvid whatever you want to call it snowpocalypse um but i 
that that then opened the door for so much more to come my way, especially during February. Like mm-hmm. I said, there were so many people messaging me mm-hmm. and I was hearing, you know, heartbreaking stories. And even outside of February, social media has has um, become such a big part of it that I I see comments from people, especially ones that comment regularly. I never click on their profile, but I still know who they are. Right. Just because of my interactions with them. So in some way, it's like, you know, the 20,000 people that have come to my Facebook. I feel like I know kind of all of them. Yeah. And it, yeah. it really it kind of ups the ante on making sure I'm doing everything I can to keep everyone prepared because yeah. there are real consequences if I don't. Yeah. And I'm sure the uh, the weather goose and nerds have attached to your profile. Yes. So I am a massive nerd. Mm-hmm. As I have learned, you are too, Clint. Uh, it works for me. I love I science. And I think people like science more than they realize. So mm-hmm. I yes. throw science at them until they absorb it. <laughs> yeah. Accept it. You yeah. have to digest this. For me, for me, it's the reason to, to to keep coming back. Yeah. And like I mentioned before, like if you're in an RV, for example, and you're wondering, what is that cloud coming my direction? Should I be worried? If you're educated on that, and the more people I can yeah. educate, you know, they're they're starting to fend for themselves more. Right. Rather mm-hmm. than having to be told, hey, this is dangerous. Or well, be scared few- for no reason. Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a few times I've seen someone share a, a photo and a comment uh, of just something that they're seeing that they think is interesting. And I see you come back excited about, oh, do you know what you're looking at? Yeah. Sort of, th- sort of thing. And that is such a neat little interaction of learning, self-reporting, all that. It's it's my favorite thing when people come to me and say, hey, I saw this this shelf cloud. Yes, yes, you learned. <laughs> that means something I said got got through to you because mm-hmm. you know some people have been following me for years and now they're they're coming back to me saying, "Hey, I saw this downburst, this microburst. Is this a yeah. microburst?" That's what happened uh, a couple days ago. I had somebody say, "Hey, is this a microburst?" I was like, "Yeah, kind of looks like it." Nice. Good job. Good catch. Wow. I'm going to share this video. Thank you, <laughs> sir. Cool. The, the, I I would like to go back to just one more thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about things that if you're out camping or in the outdoors, which worry about if you're in an RV, but most people that I talk to or that I see interactions, they're worried about lightning. Yeah. And they're worried about this thunderstorm is coming through. Is this going to be a ton of lightning? And what do I do? I'm in a field with my RV. If you are in your RV, I I believe, and I can't be 100% certain, but I'm pretty certain that if you're in an RV, you're fine, but you got to be in the RV. Because if you are in an RV, then lightning strikes the RV. I think in most cases, especially with more uh, metal construction, it will go around the structure and into the ground mm-hmm. and discharge into the surface of the earth. But if you're outside and you get struck by lightning, it's a whole different story. Yeah, you are the the connection. You're the yeah. pathway in the ground. So if you're out in the middle of a field in your RV, you want to be in the RV if lightning is a threat. Is um, there a way to tell when a big black cloud is coming your way as big and puffy mm-hmm. and you know if there's sometimes of course you can look over and see that it's thunder and lightning right but so that'd, that'd be the easiest thing i know a lot of um rv outings go into places where cell reception is not the best so you may not have the freedom of seeing on an app oh there's a lightning strike over there but there's yeah. plenty of apps for one that can tell you hey there's there's lightning in your area get to get to cover yeah but if not then you're you're kind of at the the burden of your senses, seeing and hearing lightning in the distance. If you see a flash, that's it. You go inside because that means that yeah. storm could be coming your way. If you hear thunder, that means you got thund- the lightning happening close enough to where the next bolt could be right on top of you. Yeah, I, lightning can reach out and touch one before there's any. We call them bolts from the blue. Yeah, because there could be a storm, and we've seen it this year alone, where there's a storm. The actual heavy core of the storm is 50 miles away, but there's lightning happening in central texas like it happened uh with i don't know if y'all remember the big hail storm that went through san antonio just west of san antonio that was sometime in april march i think april this all blending together for you six (laughs) six, i know we've had we've had like six or seven hail storms just here alone um that storm produced hail six and a half inches in diameter it could what so they had the national weather service actually had to go west of san antonio where that hailstone fell where somebody had put it in their freezer to preserve it they then measured it with a device to make a 3d scan of it and they're going to evaluate it for being the potentially the largest hailstone ever in texas and it was that storm six and a half inches six and a half inches that that would kill you so fast you're talking and and the bigger the hailstorm the faster it falls yeah 
um, that was probably falling at 120, 130 miles an hour. I mean, that's cantaloupe size. That's the type no. of hail that. Solid. That's the type of hail. Yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, Six cantaloupes come in all sizes. I'm a melanier, I know. Oh, that's right. I did <laughs> learn that last night. Lindsay's a melanier. We'll call it honeydew melon size. Okay. <laughs> a small honeydew. Okay, wait. Yes. I have back to back to lightning. I have a potentially stupid question. I have the app where it shows the lightning strikes. Mm-hmm. How do y'all do that? National Lightning Detection Network. But like, I think I'm missing a. How do you just have like eyes everywhere, and you're just like, oh, put a little lightning strike right there. Okay, well, you're now gonna, you're it's all done. This. It's all done digitally. It's yeah. all done by computers. There's uh, the there's computer a way. Now? That's actually something I don't know. You've got me on one thing, but there's a there's a National Lightning Data Data Detection Network that you're able to plot where lightning strikes how i would i would guess <laughs> satellites help too i would guess that because they disturb electromagnetic fields so significantly and so fast mm-hmm. that they have sensors throughout that can detect those disturbances like, like throughout the world yeah i mean it's easy like to bury them there no i don't i don't like, know but i you? imagine i imagine that they piggyback on like cell phone towers and all that you can attach all kinds of great uh oh yeah devices to huh. existing structures okay. so there's there's a network for detecting them that, yeah. that's, that's well, a guess and they're actually accurate within like 50 meters 50 that's to 100 a, meters wow. yeah well i have another potentially really dumb question no dumb he questions. couldn't answer mine I could. So, yeah. that was actually a super good question <laughs> and, and, well, I made, will, and i made up an answer so. yeah you did <laughs> mine will be probably no answer but we have people that say Ah, looks like it might rain this weekend. I'm going to cancel my plans. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, at, what, it's, at what point is that mostly reliable? I've seen people on Monday cancel their upcoming weekend plans because they looked at a weather forecast. So it, it depends on the time frame. If you're like at Wednesday or Thursday like we are now and you've got plans this weekend, forecast is pretty certain within about five days in most cases. I've only once put a 100% rain chance in my forecast seven days out. And it verified, but it, it's really hard to get a good look at something seven days out and say, that's going to happen 100%, lock it in. Um, so if they're canceling plans, it might just be total precautionary and saying, hey, I'm going to pick my battles, maybe move right. this to another time so that I can not have to battle with a rain chance or a storm right. chance and i think that depends on like how good the meteorologist is mm-hmm. you know oh. yes. or how you could be watching a real is. crappy one <laughs> so if they're watching cbs austin on the weekends with avery tomasco uh-huh. then they uh-huh. then they can very pretty well, close can on the next one yeah <laughs> they sure can. all right well mm-hmm. do you remember when i was considering camping in mid-february yeah and yeah. i was Uh-oh. like really i know it's gonna almost. be cold yeah. but you Oof. almost went okay where would you have been go? stuck i would have been stuck like in i think we're going to waco no someplace no, you're going, going to like, big ben no, no. That, that trip was a lot more oh. cleburne area i think it was it Farther was north, up by yeah. 35 somewhere okay. mm-hmm. so definitely not any better than here mm-hmm. so, so it, it would have been terrible central texas got the worst of every single little piece of that we got the most precipitation and we got cold enough temperatures to cause all the problems so you may actually have been a little bit better off going up north no well in an i'm RV, really glad you hard. didn't uh, so oh. <laughs> what 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 apps would a meteorologist have on their phone? I am contractually obligated to say download the CBS Austin Weather app. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, now that you've done that. Solid. <laughs> yes, because basically any weather app you can get is going to show you some form of, <clears throat> excuse me, radar that uh-huh. you can you can track for yourself, um, including the CBS Austin Weather app. Very handy. And it'll give you alerts as well if your GPS location is included in an area where there's a severe thunderstorm watch, okay. warning, tornado warning, what have you. Right. Um, you can ball out so to speak and start paying some money for some good apps like i have an app called radar scope mm-hmm. which lets you select which radar you're looking at uh velocity you can look at correlation coefficient differential reflectivity all these different little things that you can use with dual polarization <laughs> radar uh-huh i'm losing the ladies here <laughs> that can help you i'm purchasing diagnosis storm. <laughs> yeah no it's you very lost handy Clint too he's just excited that there's new words i think i just got radar scope a new customer yes <laughs> look at his Guilty. face he looks like a, a little kid in a candy yeah. store I, I like and it. he doesn't know what those things mean either. But if I get the just app, saying. I can learn. But it's fun just to learn. Saying. And that's uh-huh. just another way. Like if you're if you're educated and you know what you're looking at, you can help protect yourself because there's yeah. ways you can see radar, uh, velocity. Mm-hmm. And there's 
it's pretty clear when there's a tornado on the ground when you're looking at velocity because, I mean, it sticks out like a sore thumb where mm-hmm. you have winds going towards the radar and away from the radar right next to each other. Tornado. Yeah. But, but here's my beef about radar. <clears throat> you're just mesmerized staring at it mm-hmm. and it goes up to where you are. And then it splits. And then it stops. <laughs> and I'm like, I already know what's coming down. So you're not alone. And I have a theory as to why people always think that their house is singled out for getting the least (laughs) rain of the entire area. It's because you're not, people are less likely to remember when a forecast is right. They're more likely to remember, okay, weatherman says we're going to get a big old storm. I'm ready. I got my beer in my lawn chair. Let's get this thing done. And then they're going to more memorize That's what I do in a storm. I feel so attacked and called out. (laughs) You're going to remember the disappointment more than you're going to remember the satisfaction. That's human. Because you're you're more angry about it. Why did this happen? Mm -hmm. Especially when you're in a big drought. Yeah. Because you have to pay attention to the weather. Mm -hmm. So we talked about apps. What about those at-home digital weather things? I have. Are those accurate? Oh, yeah. Opinions. You can get... I mean, especially, so they're called personal weather stations. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Where you can measure the weather, all the stuff. Yeah, on your and own. all the things. They've gotten really, really good. And the barometric really pressure, which I really haven't figured out why I need to know that. Because that it's tells you when It's the pressure of Barry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Barry's falling, the rain is, might be falling soon, too. Barry's Barry. under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and and barometric pressure actually plays a part in people who have chronic pain. Mm-hmm. The change in barometric pressure I'm sure you've is seen a those comments massive too. indicator. Is that why my elbow hurts? Oftentimes, I, joints. Uh-huh. Joint my arthritis pain, kicks up into high heaven when it starts to get stormy. And well, that's a barometric pressure Barry's change. so but under does it pressure. go down? <laughs> Barry's so aggressive. <laughs> so I just, just, I'm just trying yes. to figure it out. Barry and and Arthur. Arthur. They're friends. Oh, yeah. Arthur. They Got play it. chess Arthur. every Wednesday. Yeah. So, yes, barometric pressure can wreak havoc on those who are sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. Headaches, joint pain. So there'll be people, I'm sure you've seen them on my Facebook, where I'm like, okay, there could be storms. And they're like, that's why my elbow hurts. Right. <laughs> All that's well and I'm good. I'm like, thank you. I should have consulted no you first. Yeah. At this and table has though. answered my question. What? Uh, what? What am I looking for when I look at barometric pressure? Ups and downs. Okay. If it changes. changes. Pressure. <laughs> so it doesn't matter whether it's going up or going down. It just matters that it changes. What do you, what do you mean it matters? It, it matters if it's changing up or if it's changing down. What happens when it goes down? That Does it rain? It decreases. <laughs> <laughs> There's less of it. <laughs> low pre- Shut up and get on the shelf. <laughs> so all of our craziest weather is low pressure. Uh-huh. Think of a hurricane. We measure the center of a hurricane in millibars. The lower the pressure, the more intense the hurricane. That's what, yeah. So when it's when the pressure lowers, you're more likely to get the rain and all that. And that's where we, we talk about high pressure systems and mm-hmm. low pressure systems. That's barometric pressure. Yep. Correct. Right. Yes. So high pressure is when we get high. three air. months of 110 degrees. Mm-hmm. Because sinking air, which is something that high pressure does to an atmosphere, it produces sinking air. Sinking air compresses. That air pressurizes, hotter air is a result. If you compress air, that air is going to get hotter. If you drop yeah. the pressure, that air is going to be colder. That's like a combustion chamber is the compression helps with the detonation. Or if you want to say like puffed rice cereal or like that, they don't use heat to puff the the, the rice what is pressure? I'm what lost. are you rice talking crispies. about? I'm so lost. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> rice krispies? Yeah. yeah, so rice krispies, they don't puff they don't puff rice krispies. This is the most chaotic episode <laughs> you've ever done. I like no, it. no, it's not. Cereal <laughs> sugar puffs? So, what are we talking yeah, about? Sure. Puffed cereal is not puffed in heat necessarily. They put it in a pressure chamber and they pressurize it and that causes it to pop. That is no help to me, but thank I'm you. hungry. Well, that's why that's I'm why angry. I'm saying higher pressure <laughs> is, nice is akin to making generating more heat. Like you the, have to shake my that's hand. That's like the ultimate Lindsay. I know. <laughs> I fit the role. We're clearly not the nerds of this group, and I'm okay with that. I really don't care. I'm just gonna puff rice. A bird on it. Okay. On the shelf. Yeah, on the shelf. <laughs> with on your barometric pressure. Yes. Barry. So yeah, weather stations are good for that. Getting back to the original question <laughs> that spurred that tangent. What? You can get a good weather station for cheap, have it in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And you can connect it to an app on your phone and, and see. And I can just yell at Barry all the time. They've gotten cheap. They're fun. Yeah. And you can yell at Barry. Fun is a weird word to describe a weather station. <laughs> well, but okay. okay. Well, let's face it. I mean, if you're a nerd, it is. <laughs> Always talk mm-hmm. about the weather. 
Who can you not talk about the weather with? It's the best small talk. It, it is yes. RV, RV small, small talk. talk. It is RV small but, um, talk. It can be. What's the weather? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Weather and allergies. Oh, yeah. Let's what talk about, about allergies. Because we're the dying. correlation. Yeah. Okay. Wind. Water. Fire. Earth. With our powers combined, I am Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. He's a hero. Captain Sinus. take pollution down to zero. Okay. So what's the correlation? <laughs> Water is good. Wind is bad. Okay. We got to give the ladies a second. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) I love how he calls us ladies. (laughs) How else should I categorize? No lady in this room. (laughs) Oh, you're showing your age. Uh, Am I? I love it. Thank you. All right. We're so serious. We I'm not talking about Captain Planet anymore. <laughs> water. That was a great rendition. What? what water, You're welcome. Water's good. Wind is bad. Tell water's us for pollen. Okay. Pollen. Okay. Yes. So allergies is all pollen or mold spores. Water is good and bad because water will wash pollen out of the air from trees, grass, flowers, whatever. Uh-huh. But it helps mold grow. Vice versa, if you've got dry air, lots of wind, lots of sunshine, then you got pollen explosion, especially cedar which happens in the winter, which we had mm-hmm. a lot of this year. Um, but then your mold goes down. So it depends on what your, what your, what your you're poison is. To? Yeah. yeah. So if y'all are suffering right now, yeah. Suffering no. gathering. No, I don't have yeah. allergies. Oh, that's good. Ever. She doesn't like my jokes though. I'm like Captain Planet. <laughs> that much we understand. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, if you hate mold, then mold has been really bad because it's been wet yeah. for like two weeks, which yeah. is good and bad. That's so, why I'm living on Benadryl right now. Yeah. It's good for getting to sleep too. It makes for interesting drives. As Benadryl well. helps <laughs> and me. podcasts apparently. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so in my my crazy work schedule, Benadryl is the active ingredient in any sleep aid. So it helps That's you right. get your sleep schedule back on track, which can be really hard to do when you got to wake up at midnight to get to work at one a.m. Wow, yeah. is that your work schedule? It, it is if I'm on the morning show. Mm-hmm. You start at one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. On a busy weather day. I'm off at 9. 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. That's a big old nope. <laughs> yeah. Mm, weather is not that interesting to me. To okay. have the night shift. That's okay. That's why I watch it while you're sleeping. Good. Thank you're you. Mm-hmm. All you got to do you. is tune in to CBS Austin. There's no yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. It, this has been so good. I'm going to try to find more reasons to bring you back here. To, I mean, we can find. I don't know. Do you stuff. think he'll come back? Uh, I, don't know. I, I don't know. I want to hear more Captain Planet. I was there about to say, there's a lot of 90s cartoon theme songs I got yeah. up my sleeve. I will join you in many of them. Just saying. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> so it's not just your your news station. If we go to your website, CBS mm-hmm. Austin. Yeah. Where else should people connect with you to ask you the nerdy questions or to send you, hey, I see this thing on the horizon? Mm-hmm. Facebook. Okay. Easy. Message, comment. I see all of it. Or I try to. Twitter. Twitter's good. You can send me a message or reply. I'm on TikTok, but don't talk to me on TikTok. <laughs> I don't want to be on TikTok. Me. I did it because it's an avenue for being a goofball. Oh, mm-hmm. mm, mm-hmm. can we put a link? You sure could. <laughs> We're going to okay. link to your TikTok. We're going to talk to you on TikTok. TikTok got, talk. We're like going to talk up your TikTok. I have three TikToks on my what? TikTok, and I think I've already peaked, so I'm not going to make any more. <laughs> oh, like three videos on oh. your page? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> the videos are called uh, a TikTok. Yeah. It's what the kids oh. do these days, those youngsters. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's a tick. It's, yeah. Or, okay. It's a tick. It's okay. a tick. Tick is, is good. Talk is bad. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> but I'm on TikTok. Run with it. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. That's it. All right. And we'll put links to all of that in LinkedIn the show notes so crazy. you can you can find him and bother him with all your weight, weather questions and photos. Yes. I reply to everyone as, as quickly as I can yeah. because there's so much to talk about. But I love talking about it. If I wasn't a meteorologist, I'd probably be a teacher. Yeah. I love Perfect. teaching. Perfect. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, we're going to have to find a way to get you out camping in a rig here soon. I know. So, so we're going to have to convince my wife to go camping. Okay. Yeah. She's she's going to be the speed bump. She's going to be the hurdle. But I now have a home for where to do it if I need it. Yeah. Yeah. We're here for you. I'm going to bring her around. Get y'all to convince her. Very cool. Heck yes. We'll do it. These ladies are on it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We got it. <laughs> 
thank you so much for coming in we really thank appreciate you. it we will uh we will have you back if we can manage to get into your schedule of course just find me in the summer when it's hot and dry for three months <laughs> he's looking for something to do yes once again, this is Avery Tomasco. He is with CBS Austin. You can catch his uh, his current role on the weekends. Yes. Uh, but if something comes up at their station, he may be any time of day, any <laughs> the morning. I may surprise you. Yeah. So if surprising weather comes up, look for Avery Tomasco, CBS Austin. Thank you again. Thank you. We barely even scratched the surface of all the things we could ask as RV-minded or outdoors-minded people <laughs> when it comes to the truth. weather. But but we laughed a lot. Does that count? It totally counts. I it, think it does. I think that that's the most beneficial part to this podcast always is that it yeah. brings on a smile <laughs> and that makes everyone feel it, good or goofy or something. And I, I learned a lot and I feel just a bit more confident about whether that storm coming up is dangerous or not. So... I can't wait to go out and watch the clouds. Well, now that we got the rain and weather predicting conversation out of the way, what are we going to talk about next week? We're going to talk about what happens if you do get a water leak. Ooh, that's the biggest, worstest. Everybody is so afraid. Some are pretty awful. Some of them are not. But we're going to talk about water leaks, which ones to really worry about, what to do on the fly, and how to prevent them all together. We're just going to go through the whole thing because you know what? It's part of RVing. That's good. I'm actually looking forward to this. It's going to be fun research and fun to talk about. It is. It is. So y'all come back and uh, listen to that. And in the meantime, if you like the podcast, you can go on to the Apple podcast and rate and review us. That helps us to reach more people and get the word out that we're here. So thank you so much for doing that. That's all for now. We will see you next time.